Hello, and thank you for joining us on Dark FM Radio. We are currently... On the air. Standards are coming thick and fast now. Here's the Bridge City Jazz Men's version of another favorite, Jada. Hail you ghouls and goblins out there. You've tuned into Dark FM Radio. As always, I'm your host, James Blackbone. If you've listened in before, then you know what we do. But if you're new to the show, first of all, welcome. Here at Dark FM Radio, we tell stories. And not just any stories. First-hand accounts of unexplainable and creepy experiences. Anonymous emails and letters from regular people who claim to have witnessed or experienced something from either the supernatural some kind of terrifying experience, or just something that just quite can't be explained. So, sit back, relax, turn out the lights, and join us. Our first story tonight is definitely on the creepy side. Sometimes people get targeted for really no reason can become a victim of stalking or something even more sinister. We'll call this first story Dead Delivery. When this happened, I was 23 and worked full-time at a pizza shop in my local area. I'm not sure if things were going on before this, but as far as I know, everything started and ended on this one night. Me and my best friend, Tim, worked the night shifts at this pizza place. It was a real small shop, having just three or four tables inside, because we specialized in delivery and takeout. Both me and Tim got our jobs there while we were in college, but just never left. Being in a quiet, rural town too, the job wasn't too much work. Never had busy days really, just the steady flow of orders sometimes. On this night, there was a light storm outside, and in return business was slow. There were a few orders here and there, but overall we didn't have much to do. By 10pm, Tim suggested we started cleaning up the place, and maybe even clocking out 15 minutes early. I went with it grabbing some rags to wipe the tables with, when the phone at the front desk rang. I picked up after a few rings. How can we help you today? Hello? I waited another five seconds before putting the phone down and shaking my head. Just some prank call, I thought. I went back to scrubbing the tables, but at the front of the store, I saw a glare coming from the window. There was a car parked a few spots back. I couldn't see too well through the window in the rain, 
but there was definitely a light on in the car, like a cell phone or something. The pizza shop was on an individual lot, there were no other cars, so that was the only reason I noticed them. A moment later, the phone rang again. Tim was closer, so he picked up this time. I could hear someone's muffled voice coming from the phone, and after a short talk, Tim hung up. At the same time, the light in the car turned off, and they drove away. I told Tim what I saw, and how it was a little weird, but he shrugged and said it was just some old man who was ordering a pizza for delivery. I looked back at the now empty parking lot. It wouldn't make much sense for someone to order a pizza for delivery from right outside the shop, so I figured Tim was right and it was nothing. He started making the pizza while I continued cleaning. Ten minutes later, Tim boxed it up and handed it off to me to deliver. I ran through the rain to my car, then pulled up the address on my phone, 11 minutes away. Not too bad. I pulled out and started making my way there. The roads were dead, nobody out at all. Google Maps took me down to a neighborhood full of large homes, then had me turn down a long driveway that led to a cul-de-sac, where there were three more driveways, each leading to a different house. I went down the one Maps told me to, and pulled up next to the home. It was one of those large expensive houses, but pretty old looking and not very modern at all. I parked the car and double-checked the address with the house number, then picked up the pizza and ran up to the front door. Hello, pizza delivery. I took a step back and looked at the front of the house. All of the lights were off. I dialed Tim's cell and had him call the guy who ordered. My phone buzzed a moment later, and Tim told me that his call went straight to voicemail. I shook my head in frustration and ran back through the rain to my car and got in. I tossed the pizza on the passenger seat and started backing out. This wasn't out of the ordinary, getting fake orders or dead deliveries, but it still annoyed me every time. When I got back, Tim was cleaning and said there were no more orders, so we were good to finish up and head out. I tossed the pizza in the trash and started helping him. Both of us were in the back, cleaning the ovens and wiping the prep counters, when a sudden bang came from the front of the building. We looked at each other, then ran to the front. At first, we didn't see anything, but then Tim spotted a small crack on the door. I walked over and opened it, and right outside was a heavy rock, big enough to throw and do some damage with. I looked around, seeing the parking lot was completely empty, and nobody was nearby. Both of us were really confused and kind of freaked out. We talked about maybe calling the cops, but neither of us wanted to deal with that right now. To put things in perspective, it was 10 minutes before we were off. And if we called, then we'd be here for another hour at least. The crack on the door wasn't too big, not really that noticeable, so we chose to wait and just tell our manager the next day instead. We quickly finished up with the cleaning and left through the back door where our cars were parked. On the drive home, I rethought all the strange things that happened and it made me uneasy.
I pulled into my driveway and walked inside. It was late, so I knew I had to get in bed soon, but I wanted something to snack on first. I went to the kitchen to see what I had, but before I even opened the pantry, I heard a car splash through the puddles on the street outside my house. From the sound of it, I could tell it was parking. I walked over to my window and peeked outside, seeing a car parked right in front of my driveway. It only took me a second to realize it was the same car I'd seen outside the pizza shop. A cold rush went through me, and I stayed in the window to see what they were doing. The car was still on, but I couldn't see through their window. After a minute of no movement, I took out my phone and called Tim, telling him that I think one of the customers followed me home and was parked right outside my house. Are you serious? You need to call the cops. Something's not right. He said, urging me to hang up and call the police immediately. I don't know why I was so nervous to call the cops, but hearing Tim say it made me feel better about it. I moved away from the window and dialed 911. The lady on the line said that they would have someone on their way, and that I should stay hidden and wait. I heard a car door open and close, so I quickly said okay and hung up. Looking back out the window, a man was walking up my driveway. He was wearing dark clothes, covering his whole body, and a hood covering his face. As he approached the house, I closed the curtains by the window and waited. His footsteps came to the front door, then they continued across the front of the house until they reached the outside of the window and stopped. The sudden silence made the sound of the rain increasingly louder. I felt like I was standing there quietly for minutes before I stepped forward and moved the curtain an inch to the side, just enough to peek through. The man's cold eyes stared back at me. I let go of the curtain, and the man banged on the window. I stood a few feet away, terrified to death, and just as quick as it started, it ended. There was no more banging, no footsteps. Nothing. All that was left was the sound of the raindrops clicking against the window. Although I never heard the man leave, he was gone when the police showed up. No car or man in sight. I told them all that had happened from the middle of my shift to the end of the night. They looked at me like I was crazy and part of me felt crazy too. None of it made any sense, and there didn't seem to be any motive for the man to have done what he did. Honestly, because of that, the whole night had me messed up for a while. Going through something as senseless as that was really just fucked with my head. I'm hoping that by sharing this, someone may be able to help me understand what happened or why the man did what he did. It sounds odd, but even now, when it gets really quiet on rainy days, there's an eerie feeling that rushes through me.
bringing me back to that night. I can only imagine the long-lasting effects that something like this could have on a person. Hopefully, they're doing much better now. Our next story is similar in that it involves a kind of stalker, and it's just as creepy. We'll call this one The Target. For some background of the story, I'm a female, and I worked at Target for a while, over a year ago. The Target that I worked at was very close to my apartment at the time, and it was a pretty enjoyable job for me. My favorite part was talking with coworkers and becoming friends with them. Mostly what I would do is work in the clothing department. I would do all sorts of things there, and it wasn't very stressful because things usually don't get busy like they do in the grocery section. At the time of the story, I had been working there for almost four months. I remember it very well. It all started on a typical day at work. I was in the clothing department, particularly the women's section, straightening up items that were out of place. It was during the daytime, and the store was calm. This is when a tall man approached me. Assuming he was a customer who had a question about something, I greeted him, asking how I could help. The man stood there, looking directly at me with a somewhat creepy grin on his face for a moment. He then said, Yes, you can help me, by going out with me tonight. I laughed it off. I had no interest in going out with the man, but I wasn't scared of him or anything. I just told him that I had a boyfriend, even though I didn't actually have one. This was always the best way to tell off a guy that I wasn't interested in, in my experience. The man replied rather quickly, saying, No, you don't. I told him that I did, and I asked the man if he needed help finding anything. He then responded with an even creepier reply. Yes, directions to your house. I laughed off this remark as well. I was just hoping that the man was joking around, because this was getting really weird. After he said that, I told him that I had a lot of work to do, and I told him to have a good day. Then I started making my way to another section of the large clothing department that we had. The clothing area was practically big enough to get lost in. I was hoping to lose sight of the man, but when I started moving away, he followed. When I had made it to another section and he was still next to me, I stopped. I didn't have a problem with confrontation, and I said to the man, Why are you following me? You're kind of creeping me out. The guy put his hands up as if to say, My bad. He then walked away, and it was a huge relief. I had dealt with customers asking me out or trying to flirt with me a couple of times. It didn't happen very often, but here and there it did. None of them had been nearly as bad as this, though. I kept working for several hours. By then, I had forgotten about my experience earlier but I soon remembered when I spotted the same man. I couldn't believe it at first. This was now about three hours after our first interaction. To me, it was still mind-blowing that he was still in the store. Maybe he had left and then come back. Either way, it was strange, and it was now a bigger concern for me, because shortly after I had spotted him, I saw him look over at me and then look quickly away. The man was sort of far away too. It looked like he was almost hiding from me. He stood, mostly covered by a rack of clothing staring in my direction. I moved slightly and kept working, to which the man moved slightly as well to keep looking at me. I stopped and sighed. This was really annoying now. 
I walked away, leaving what I was doing. I moved to a whole nother section of the store, far away from that one. There, I didn't really have any work to do, but I just wanted to get that man off of me. I was now in the grocery area, and I was there for about a minute before spotting the man again. He was walking into the area, and he saw me for a split second, and then disappeared into a nearby aisle. At this point, I decided to take my break. I had one that I could take at any time, and I was planning to after I had finished the work that I was doing in the clothing department, but seeing as this creep was back and still following me around, I decided to just take my break now. I radioed in on my walkie-talkie to let my supervisor know I would be taking my break. Then I headed towards the front end of the store. Our break room was two doors at the front, and I walked in there. When I got inside the break room, I thought back to the crazy situation. Did that man seriously think he was being slick? I mean, I spotted him twice, and it was like he thought I couldn't see him. I just hoped that he would notice I was not there anymore and then leave. I'm not going to lie, I took a little bit extra time on my break. I was pretty concerned to return back out and see the man again. If I did see him, I was going to have to tell a coworker or our security team. I didn't want to have to do that, but I would if it was necessary. When I went back out, though, I didn't notice the man anywhere. I went back to work in the clothing department, but was much more alert and constantly looking around. I didn't see the guy for the rest of my shift that night, which was about two more hours. I was really happy about this. But still, I thought possibly he was still there looking at me somewhere and had just gotten better about hiding. At the end of the day, though, I don't think he was. I left work and went home, not seeing the guy at all. Soon, I forgot all about him. I worked several more times that week, mostly my usual shifts. One night, the very next week, I found myself working on a quiet evening. I was almost done, and it was past the busy amount of customers that we would usually get between 4pm and 7pm. I was doing my usual work of organizing a section of the clothing department. That's when I got a call on my walkie. Somebody radioed asking for me, and I radioed back telling them to go ahead. I wasn't quite sure who had said it, but that wasn't uncommon. A big store like Target has so many employees. Plus, there are always new people. A handful of my coworkers, I could instantly recognize their voices over the walkie-talkie, but many of them, I could not. After telling them to go ahead, they asked me to go to Channel 3. This is how we would communicate without other employees hearing us. It was used for more descript details or directions on what we were supposed to do. After turning to 3, I told them to go ahead again. That's when I was told that I was needed in receiving and to help with something quick. I told them that I was on my way and began walking over. Receiving was the back room of the store, basically. I wouldn't work back there a lot, but I had helped with things there several times in the past. It took me a few minutes to walk all the way back there, and when I had made it, I exited the store into the back. Things were very quiet back there. I had expected to see someone there waiting for me. I turned my walkie to Channel 3 again and said that I was in receiving. Nobody said anything but I heard my voice echo onto somebody else's walkie nearby. I then called out, asking where they were, but I didn't get a response. I walked closer to the voice, which was near one of the doors leading to outside. I noticed that it was open, and I could see outside into the night. That's when I saw the man again. He stepped out from behind a shelf back there. I couldn't believe he was here. That was you on the walkie, wasn't it? I said to him. The man just started walking towards me. I backed away as he got closer. I looked at how much taller he was than me. If he tried to grab me, it would be difficult to get away. He got closer and I turned around, but as soon as I did, he grabbed my arm. Then, he started to pull me backwards. 
I started yelling, but back there it wasn't likely anybody would hear me. Suddenly, I heard the doors leading back to the shopping area open. I then saw one of my coworkers, Amy, walking over. I yelled to her and she asked what was going on. The man let me go and then sprinted out the doors outside. I ran over to Amy and explained to her what had happened. Amy told me that she had heard the person asking me to go to Channel 3. She said that when she didn't recognize the voice and was just being nosy in general, she turned to Channel 3 as well. She was wondering what I was being asked to do. When she heard I was supposed to go to receiving, she found it strange, because she had just been there earlier in the night and wasn't aware of anything that would be done back there. She decided to see for herself, and I'm really glad that she did. We had to call the police and report the incident. But unfortunately, not much could be done. The man had bought a walkie-talkie and got on the same frequency as us, which was not hard to do at all. Many standard walkie-talkies were capable of it. I'm just glad I was alright. I worked at Target for a few months after that, and luckily, never saw the man again. Wow, that is haunting. Let's hope for her sake that, still to this day, she hasn't seen the man again, and hopefully, without her knowledge, he hasn't seen her. Our final story tonight is a good reminder that if something feels off, then it probably is. We'll call this one Vacant House. I used to work for my best friend's parents' restaurant. I did deliveries for them and would sometimes help clean tables or whatever too. The job in itself was fine, but it felt very uncomfortable to have my friend's parents as my boss. I thought it wouldn't be too bad after a while, but it just never got better. They hated every time something wouldn't go exactly as planned, and they also scheduled me and my friend on opposite days, so it didn't even feel like we worked together, which was the whole point of me taking the job. This happened during my third and final month working there. It was a regular night to start, getting a few quick deliveries, but it really slowed down toward the back half of the night. My friend's dad hated it when it was slow, because I'd be standing around waiting for orders, and he'd always be grumpy about it, even though it wasn't my fault. Around 8.30, which was an hour since my last delivery, and 30 minutes until the end of my shift, he picked up a phone call, and I overheard him say that we could deliver. Afterwards, he made the food and handed me the bag to deliver, but when I searched the address up, it was 40 minutes away. Of course I complained, because by then my shift was over in 15 minutes, and this delivery would take nearly an hour and a half, but he didn't care. I could tell he was just upset about me waiting around, which again was not my fault, but after a brief argument, I did as he said. Forty minutes was pretty far away for our small town, 
so I had no idea where this address was. By the time I was two minutes away, it was just before 10 p.m. There were no houses nearby from what I could see until the last minute of the drive when it had me turn down a small street that led to a row of maybe six houses. They all looked old and outdated, and they were the only houses I'd seen in the last five minutes of driving. I slowly passed by each house and looked at their numbers until I found the right one. Then I parked on the street right next to the driveway. I'm not gonna lie, this place gave me some spooky vibes. It was so far from everything, and the houses themselves were just old and creepy. I got out and brought the bag up to the doorstep, then rang the doorbell. Nobody came to the door, so I tried knocking. It was late and I wanted to get this over with, so I was getting impatient. As I waited, I looked around. The street had no cars on it or in any of the driveways, and none of the actual lights were on inside any of the houses. I carried the bag back to my car and called the customer's cell. They didn't pick up, so I just sat in my car and tried to think of what to do next. They hadn't paid for the food yet, so I couldn't just leave it on their doorstep. Then I saw a light move around inside the house. I got out and saw the light move through the downstairs windows and over to the front door. Then it turned off. A second later, the door opened. There was a young man, early 20s, standing in the doorway holding a large flashlight in one hand and a grocery bag in the other. I walked up and asked if he had ordered the food. He nodded and apologized for taking so long to answer the door. I said it was alright and tried to hand him the bag, but he just held up both of his hands to show me they were full, then asked if I'd kindly put the food on the kitchen table for him. I wasn't sure if he was joking or not at first, because he easily could have just put the flashlight or grocery bag down for a second, but then I realized he was serious. I peeked around him, and from the short entryway, I could tell that there was something off about this place. It was dusty all over, and it looked empty. Once I saw that and thought about the flashlight being used instead of the regular house lights, I was almost sure that this place was a vacant house. The man was still looking at me and waiting for a response. Sorry, I'm actually in a rush. If you could just pay really quick, then I'll leave the bag right here on your porch. He didn't like that answer, and he showed it with his face. He set down the grocery bag and took one step out of the doorway and onto the porch. I backed up so as to not be too close to him. There was something in his eyes that told me he was about to do something, and I wasn't going to wait for whatever that was to happen. I dropped the bag and sprinted for my car, driving away as the man watched me intently from the porch. I was shaking for most of the drive back, unsure what could have just happened. Of course though, when I told my friend's dad about what happened, all he seemed to care about was that I didn't make the man pay. For that reason, I just quit right there on the spot. I knew my friend would be upset but I'd had enough of his parents being dicks to me for doing nothing wrong. 
After that, that was pretty heated, and was thinking more about that than I was about the man who lured me to a vacant house and likely tried to rob me, or even worse. Being so distracted, I never called the police. Not until it was too late anyway. Thankfully, I wasn't dumb enough to go inside the house though, because if I had, I probably never would have returned from that delivery. Looks like our friend in that story made the right decision to run. Had he not, sounds like maybe he wouldn't have gotten to go home that night. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Dark FM Radio. Credit our source for these stories, MJV Animations, on YouTube. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It truly does help us. Thank you again for tuning in to Dark FM Radio. Good night.